This one's for you, Boston. Boston's a different city than it was 20 years ago. The hope rises again, and the dream lives on. Larry Bird's not walking through that door, fans. The world will return to this great American city to run harder than ever and to cheer even louder. This is our f***ing city. It's our city, it's our community, it's our kind of day, week, something, I don't know. It's Friday afternoon, and we're um, we're actually getting a little punchy, to be honest with you. I mean, you know, it's hard work in the podcast industry. I mean, myself, Monica Singh here to my right, Max Perlman to my left. Um, you know, we've got the most impressive people in Boston coming through, and here we are recording our seventh podcast of the day. Missing um, our lovely Sarah Worley. Yeah, uh, Sarah's not here, but um, she'll be back in the next edition of the Boston Podcast. By the way, that's not true. We just do, you know, one or two a week. But anyway... But um, like 20 hours of show prep, though. Which, oh, yeah, the show... Is, it's tough. If yeah. you if you count the hours where we're just sort of thinking about the show vaguely when we're asleep, then yes, I guess it would be about that amount of prep. Um, yes, extensive prep. Anyway, speaking of, of radio show prep, we have someone here from WEEI, which for as long as I can remember has been the standard in Boston sports and, of course, the you know Boston sports radio... Um, such a part of the fabric of the the sports fans life here in this city I remember when it, it first when EEI first sort of took off I, I remember I was in law school um, so early 90s and we're here with Dana Panapinto who is the director of sports sales at WEI and we're lucky to have him and thank you Dana for being here and spending a little time with us um, because we had nothing better to do so anyway introduction <laughs> well, <laughs> <laughs> You miss, you, you miss the applause. I miss the applause. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, the crowd went wild there Great. for a went moment. Wild. Yeah, happens. So, so, <laughs> so um, just yes, yeah, so, uh, to just keep with the <laughs> keeping with my story. Um, now you've been with EEI since when, Dana? I've been there so in April. Will be twelve years. Twelve years. Okay. Yeah, so I've been there twelve years and a number of different roles. Uh, but the last eight years as the director of sports sales. And, but you grew up around here, right? Grew up in Hanover. Nice. Uh, so local, local Route guys. Route 3, baby. Route 3, baby. Yeah. Went to Curry College. <laughs> yeah. Played some, some college hockey. Nice. And, um, yeah, so I've always been here. Born and raised here. And uh, uh, been a, obviously working for a sports radio station in this town has been a, a dream come true. And oh, my gosh. The last 12 years? Yeah. Insane. Crazy. Yeah. When, I, when I started, which was 2004, was the first year, obviously, after 86 years, they won the World Series. So mm-hmm. I give myself a lot of credit for bringing the first World yeah, Series. That was you? That was me. That was you <laughs> did that? I did, My God. I did it single-handedly. And Which as a matter of fact... Applause on that? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact... Oh, wait. He deserves the hallelujah. How many championships oh. do we have in the Panapinto area? Era. <laughs> a lot. A lot. And um, it's funny because after <laughs> they won the World Series in, eight, in um, after 86 years, in 04, the World Series trophy showed up at my kids' school. Mm-hmm. And they came home and said, "Thanks, Dad. That was so cool. You took me to school. Said, Absolutely, of course I did." It's one of those sad things. Years later, they realized the truth. And exactly. Like, yeah, I guess my Dad didn't do that. Right. But, you know, the trophy. Um, I remember the first time I got to have my picture taken with the trophy, and it was I, I might as well have just died and gone to heaven. You know, right? And it's almost like that now when you see everybody posing with the trophy, it's almost like eh, it's, now everybody's got a picture with the dog. trophy. Yeah. I know, I know. They had the but trophy tour, so it's been everywhere. Which <laughs> one was that? Was the first one? Yeah. Or was it, you know. I know, right? Uh, so, uh, so Danny, you. Um, uh, by the way, you mentioned Curry College, and I, I would be remiss if I didn't mention that. I think this is so cool. You went back and you were the 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 speaker the the speaker of distinction at the grad, graduation speaker right convocation convocation yeah. okay convocation same thing same thing yeah <laughs> they'll they'll give you anything if you give some money <laughs> <laughs> is there a lot of money in radio because I hadn't heard but anyway but what um what uh, what was that like it was great you know it was always it's been a lot of changes at Curry so it was great going back to the campus and I quite honestly had, had disconnected for it for a number of years but they had a, a new dean come in and he reached out to me he happens to live in Falmouth where I live now and so I reconnected with the school then they had me back for that so it was you know it was a great great honor for me I went back to the radio station where I started my career Mm -hmm. and um, spent some time there so it was it was fun a lot of fun Okay, so Monica, you're yeah. the one who, who, who got Dana yeah. into the studio here today. I did. So HRW what? Studios, by the way. Right. right. So, so, you know. So, da- so Dana and I met right. when I was in-house counsel at EMD Serono. Mm-hmm. 
and I was involved in licensing, endorsement, and sponsorship work with athletes mm -hmm. and um, radio stations, trying to build our presence. And so we had done a deal with EEI, and I was getting frustrated during the negotiations. So I had sort of said, like, well, who's the guy? Like, who's – make this stop. Like, because mm. I just was getting boilerplate language back, and yeah. So um, so Dana's the guy behind the guy. He so Dana's, the like, guy. behind the curtain. He's yeah. Oz. And um, I was introduced to him, and I sent him an email. And I'm not sure what you thought. I, I, maybe that I was just not <laughs> – Wait, isn't there an ex parte communication? Aren't you supposed to just deal with the, the – uh... Well, but he, he but was, he's a lawyer, though. He's a lawyer. So he was the lawyer. Yeah, but so you're, I you're was not, dealing with... Are you in no. legal capacity? No. Yeah. No, but I think yeah, we, were, we were struggling <laughs> with, with words on the page, and sometimes you need to get off of the page and just have a normal discussion about what you're trying to do from a business perspective. And so I said, well, who's your who's your guy who can, like, move move stuff around? Right. And um, they told me Dana. And so we talked on... No, we didn't talk on the phone, actually. We emailed um, and then I think as just like a con concession, you had sort of said it was with Sean Thornton. Get ready for the real story. <laughs> All right. Okay, right. So my like, perception. Real story in thirty seconds. My perception was that I thought that he was very accommodating at that mm -hmm. time. I'm not sure if my mind is going to change in just a few moments when he mm -hmm. tells the real story, but um, I thought he was very accommodating, and I wasn't really sure why I hadn't been dealing with him the whole time. Right. And I think as a concession, he was sort of like, "You should come to the signing. We're going to like sign some stuff with Sean yeah. Thornton and." So I said, okay, great, um, Wait, so I'll meet you there. So Sean Thornton was sponsoring... Uh, yeah, so, so my company was working with Sean Thornton to basically um, increase employee engagement, increase our name. So we had done some radio spots with EEI. We'd also done um, stuff with the Bruins directly and Sean Thornton, and then... Oh, wait a minute. I'm slow. All right. EMD Toronto is like an environmental yeah. firm, and yeah. why a hockey player? Just so so um, a couple podcasts ago, I put on my podcast voice, <laughs> right. we yeah. talked about... <laughs> that's, not, that's not very good. Um, <laughs> it's pretty good. So a couple podcasts ago, we talked about... So EMD Toronto was really struggling with an antitrust issue that didn't allow us to utilize our name, mm -hmm. um, which... so. So EMD Toronto is the original Merck, and mm, because right. of some antitrust stuff that happened many years ago, we had to be known as EMD Toronto in the U.S., mm. and we were Merck KGA external. And so in order to sort of build brand, we were trying to find what does what is the fabric that runs through the Boston sports w community. Weren't you on, like, on the Green Monster? No. No? This is okay. Th now I'm having like deja vu. You asked me the exact same question oh, on a previous <laughs> podcast. But Nobody listened to that one. You, you did not have to blow my cover. <laughs> um, we, but we were in Fenway. Okay. Because of EEI. All right. Um, so, so maybe you can talk about part of that. So, part of what they do is they help us build, you know, or we purchase assets in things like Fenway on EEI is one of our assets where we have radio spots or something like that. And you help us partner with certain athletes that you might have relationships with. So I understand that you had, maybe you guys had the relationship yeah. with Thornton Sean. initially. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, wait, hold on. So, and you're involved in that, Dana? The, not the, the signage at Fenway. That's, or are you? Yes. No. Well, no. so. <laughs> no, not really. Somebody's lying. The, the, okay. the, the <laughs> team has the, all the assets inside the park. Right. Okay. However, we, you know, we have obviously a very close relationship with the team. We work yeah. closely with them. So we have a little bit to do with it, but not directly. Okay. Yeah. So we did like a, you know, um, they, we usually pick like some sort of charitable organization. And then we'll have like an on-field on sort of check Thing, which yeah. is sponsored by EEI, and then yeah. we'll have it on the have like one of our senior leaders. I think one of our senior leaders was on EEI, um, plugging sort of the thing. And, mm -hmm. um, but they're really important. I mean, for for a corporation, they're really important things. And and Boston sports is really important. It's the fabric that runs through Boston. So um, I think it helped us. I mean, I, I don't know what they're doing now. I'm no longer with the company, but so um, okay. But that's how we met. So, so Dana, and, Dana, let's hear the story. <laughs> no, that's actually like, Listen, why is that's it the first time talking? You're like... <laughs> that, that's pretty close. But I, also, I do remember the fact that, you know, I did... We do a lot of this stuff with athletes, and it's not usually a, a big deal. So I didn't put a whole lot of effort into putting together something for Monica. Yeah. And um, she happened to rip me apart like I've never been ripped apart before, <laughs> thinking this was like the collective bargaining agreement for the Major, major League Baseball. And it was a little, okay. you know, endorsement deal with Sean Thornton. So I was like, that's what I remember about uh, yeah. how we met. And I remember um, someone saying, hey, we get this girl Monica is here. She wants to see you. Yeah. And I stayed in my office. And next thing you know, Mark is in my doorway. That's awesome. Yeah. So. Yeah. 
I said, well, where's Dina? I really want to. I really want to chat with him and meet with him. So. And I said, I'm yeah. busy, and then she was on my doorstep, but I wasn't busy. That's <laughs> so, let me guess that you grew up a huge sports fan yep, around here. Of okay, so like, who who are your guys? Like, who are your like? Give us a couple of your heroes. Yeah, Terry O'Reilly. When I was, I was a hockey guy, so I love mm-hmm. Terry O'Reilly. Uh, and then Dwight Evans with the with the Red Sox. Oh my like, God, that's it. He's Dan. You and I stick together for yeah, life. He's been number like, twenty four. Coincidentally, yeah. they were twenty. Yeah, both twenty fours. I yeah. can't believe he had, he had the audacity to, to to wear Manny Ramirez's number. All right, just uh, he, shut up. Now David Price. David yeah, Price he's away. He, he, he wear 24. fourteen. Yeah, he's gonna wear twenty. He didn't get a waiver from Jim Rice. Yeah, yeah. so he's gonna wear twenty four. Until myself and a cadre of Dewey fans get him elected to the Hall Who's of Fame. Who was the last person to wear twenty four? Was it was it Ramirez? It Ramirez, yeah. Maybe, it might have been somebody yeah, else. I don't know. Ramirez. But so I'll, I'm going to give you my quick Dwight Evans story sure. in keeping with the podcast tradition of me hijacking the story from the guest and just <laughs> talking myself. So um, Where, where's the crickets button? Yeah, it's right there. See, yeah, yeah, and I can turn it off too. So get off. <laughs> uh, so anyway, um, uh, it was I was probably about 17 years old so Dewey is uh, probably in his prime or maybe a little past his prime and my dad happens to win this charity auction thing gets to take his kids um, for a tour of Fenway just prior to a game so Richie Hebner was the uh, batting coach at the time for whatever reason he was the guy taking us through so Richie Hebner shows up how you doing and we walk through we, we go through the clubhouse and and you know I'm like 16 17 my brothers are younger we're all amazed like we walk walk past you know Bob Stanley getting ready in the dug in the uh, clubhouse Walk out to the dugout, and Lee Smith is sitting there with not the friendliest guy in the no. world, but that guy was big, he was big a guy. huge guy. Got our picture taken with Roger Clemens, but then I look out to the uh, and on the uh, like outfield grass, uh, Dewey Evans is, is sitting there doing some kind of segment with John Dennis, and I'm like, I wonder if he's going to come over afterwards. So I was wearing my Dwight Evans shirt, I'm like an authentic socks and with the 24 on the back. So we cut. So um, sure enough, comes over and I go, Mr. Evans, I'm sorry to bother you. Is there anybody to get a quick picture? You're my favorite player. I'm wearing your your number today. And uh, he says, sure, sure, sure. And he's like, um, we take a picture, and my dad clicks it. And um, so then Evan says to me, he goes, hey, why don't we turn around facing back with the 20, we'll show the 24 that came. This is, and my hero, do yeah. is suggesting to me that we do the 24 picture? And I'm like, oh my God, yes, 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 yes. So my dad like fumbles with the camera the days before digital camera. And he goes, click. It's like, got it, great, great, great. Photos come back from their photo mat or whatever. He's got me and Dewey from our necks up. No 24. <laughs> so, so, exactly. So we, we teased my dad to that day. And my dad still feels bad about it. He's like, oh, if I had just go. Like, dad, it's okay. Oh, no. It's fine. But dad, Dewey was. He was so, we, should, we should reenact it. <laughs> we, should, we should get that. Well, actually, I have I have Evan's uh, cell phone. I was texting with him. We're going to get him on the podcast. Don't worry. Okay. We'll get him. We'll get him here. Yeah. Um, so, but so O'Reilly. That was a great story. It was. Come on, oh, this is above average. I know. Wait, are you being sarcastic? I like that actually. You, you like it? Yeah, you are being sarcastic. That's uh, I, 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 Max I mean. likes to say that at the end of Dave's story. My job is to keep Dave That's in check. That's a great story. That is seriously the only reason that oh, I'm on the Really? He's a producer. I'm nothing right now. <laughs> so <laughs> next week. She's not even an assistant, but she's assistant to the producer. Yeah. But was so you have you know being involved in all the business aspects of EEI, um, you're intertwined with Patriots, Red Sox. Um, you have what most people consider to be a dream job. Did you? Yeah. Is that what you thought? Like when, when you were growing up, like I want to be involved in somehow or I want. To yeah, be... when I was when I went to college, I actually wanted to be a broadcaster. I thought that's okay. what I wanted oh. to do. Yeah, me I didn't too. even know that. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, yeah, but it took about two air shifts to realize that that's not what I'm meant to be. Hmm. So I said, what, what's next? And I just did you have like a boom goes the dynamite moment? <laughs> uh, yes, I did. The boom goes the dynamite is a kind of a funny story. I, I was doing an oldie show <laughs> on a Saturday night. And I played hockey at, at, at Curry, and um, you used to do an oldies I, radio show. Oldies radio show, yeah. and which back then was like like uh, Tchaikovsky Exactly, exactly right. And um, the guys from the hockey team decided it would be a good idea, so one of them knocked on the door, so they want to come in and see what's going on. And next thing you know, the rest of the team files in, and they've got me taped up, my hands to my feet. Oh, and no way. And awesome. they, they hijacked the radio station. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sitting like kids. I'm screaming in the background. They're interviewing each other about you know. That's, that sounds like a game. That sounds like a Mikey Adams stunt. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like. yeah, it was and a Mikey. It was, and then um, yeah. So the station manager then dismissed me, and that was the end of my broadcasting career. That's a real story. That's a real story. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So 
See, uh, but see, I, I was a I was a college DJ too, and um, well, it, 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 I had no idea about that. Yeah, either. it it didn't, there were like three people listening. Like it was the signal was so low. Sort of like our so, podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it was a real precursor to the podcast. I know. At least I tripled oh, my listenership. <laughs> so, um, but but so and looking back and all that is is yeah. Tell us what's fun about your job now and um, you go. So you are at every Red Sox game. So that is like the crazy thing to me is like this man goes to every Red Sox. Well, he's game. working though. Working exactly. Right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I get that part. Are you married? You are married. I'm married. Yeah. Yeah, yeah honey, I'm working. I'm working. I'm working. <laughs> and and your baby is your your little one is six. Six. Yeah, she's six years old. So you, and you have one six. in college though, right? Yeah. Two in college. Two in college. Yes, yeah, so we got. Uh, yep. Yep. Good range. Yeah. Nice range there. <laughs> yeah, you're doing good. Keep working. Yeah. Um, but yeah, tell us what your day to day is like at EEI. Yeah, it's um the good thing about where I do is it's different every day. You know, so I'm not, I'm going there, and I know it's going to be a different challenge each day. But working with, like I said, the Boston sports team is is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And um, so the, a normal day would be as as Mark mentioned. I have a long commute. I start in Falmouth. Falmouth. Wow. I leave uh, I leave about four thirty every morning. Oh my goodness! And you go work out every just morning. To beat, just to beat the traffic, and I go to the gym, work, and then get back. I try and get to the office about quarter of eight. And um, you know, we'll tackle just different things of what's going on in the day, uh, whether it be putting together Red Sox proposals presentations, etc. Uh, I spent a lot of time back and forth with New York just doing the New York advertising agencies and making sure they're covered with... Did you invent Tessie? No. Tessie? I did not invent Tessie, but no. I did invent... <laughs> I have a new uh, suggestion as a child, a little, and then we want to call him Pesky. Okay. Oh, the, the baby is Yeah, the baby. So we have, we have Wally, we have Tessie, and I, I suggested we have Pesky. <laughs> That's right. That's great. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. That would be great. Yeah, I thought it would be good. So I, I told them earlier on, I said, listen, I want credit for this if it ever happens. But what, what that would be what, so good. What do you listen to? Do you listen to all the shows? Yeah. I try and listen to all the shows as much as I can. It's tough. But what what I really listen to is, is podcasts, though. I, I listen, to, I go back because uh, time-shifted listening is, is so huge right now. So any of the interviews that I miss on the radio station, which are the things that I really like the best, when they, like, Brady or Belichick. Or right. yeah. on the, I go back and I listen to them. I'll download them all, and then I'll listen to them the next day at the gym while I'm running. I, I mean, this is like asking you which one you're... Your, 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 what's your favorite kid? Yeah. I know, right? What's your favorite show? Dennis and I, Callahan. Yeah, I me know. too. Yeah. Me too. And I, I remember listening to Dennis and Callahan. You're not the only one who can tell stories. Of, I remember when I was... Go ahead, Max. You know, Jesus. I, didn't, um, I just rolled my eyes. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, being a 30-year-old guy yeah. 15 years ago, listening to, to, uh, to Dennis and Callahan kind of get their feet under him. Right. And they've gone through, through, through a lot of stuff. And then Minahan... I know, that, I, I know that he's like the most hated figure. I, he is awesome. Yeah. And and the, and the whole the, the interaction between him and him being able to make Callahan laugh. Right. Because nobody has made Callahan nope. laugh for 15 years, and, the, and just the kind of the the, the father son or the or, or the older brother younger brother relationship they have is spot on. Yeah, it's, it's it great. Is a great the, show. It really is, and many has taken it to a whole new level. And he's brought a whole new audience to the station, which is what we wanted to do. And touch on risk, they, they can kiss my butt. At this I agree, point, right? I mean, I'm with you. Yeah, I when, did, and I when did. Fred touches in here next week, you're going to be kissing his butt. No, 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 Yaz and I <laughs> debate about that. I think I, I can't listen to Toucher and Rich. If you have if you have six t- hours to spare, Dana, we'll go on. Toucher and, on and Rich are like the guys you know who 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 have who never knew anything about sports, who want to try to talk about it. Exactly. They they replaced Howard Stern. And then Callahan is a Sports Illustrated journalist. Minahan is a brilliant guy. Brilliant. Dennis is a sport. It, it's just a so great. Minahan's a brilliant guy. What I will say, okay, we've had this. is a brilliant guy. Minahan's a brilliant. Hold on. Guy. Let me say something before I forget it. I'll say one thing. But, but Max and I can talk about this. I, I, I don't know if I love Dennis and Callahan or what, but I do listen to them. And I have to say, during the whole Deflategate thing, yes. I didn't want to listen to anybody else Agreed. because they, they. Um, now, granted, they were on my side, our side, Tom Brady's right. side, but they, they took the time to read everything. They yes. really knew everything. And um, and then as a separate point, Kurt Minahan's interview with Tom Brady about Kirk. whatever Kirk with yeah with what's Kirk, his name Alex Guerrero about the Alex Guerrero uh, thing amazing. was he I don't think he got enough credit for it he, that was one of the the best interviews I, I've, I've ever heard and I can't believe I mean I mean I think of Minahan as like a you know he's a bomb thrower he is what he is he's yeah. he's kind of funny but he I mean to be talking to the, the most beloved guy. In New England, Tom Brady, and to not—he didn't let him off the hook. He no. didn't let him off the hook. It was, well, it was, it was brilliant interviewing. It did, really was. Did you guys feel a little uncomfortable at the, at the end? Like, You're supposed to feel uncomfortable. Like at the very yeah. end, I feel like he may be pushing it a little bit. Um, 
He I tried to cringe. He, he and did what he had to do. He pulled it back. Yeah. He did what what no other host probably would have done. Yeah. It's but, like most hosts would have done. Okay, Tom, so that's I, your answer. I, fine. I think about it. So, so I think about it in the context of, of what we do, like with the, uh, it being lawyers. Yeah, yeah. Not, not Minahan would be a fantastic lawyer. I mean, he wouldn't stoop to that level, but he would be a fantastic <laughs> lawyer. And so would Callahan, because Callahan, both those guys are, are just brilliant, brilliant guys. They're analytical. Yeah. They are smart. And, 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 and just a little bit about my, my politics. So those guys are, are right wing. Right. I'm more to the left side of things, mm-hmm. but I can respect their discourse yes. because they are very very bright about how they how they how they do it um to me they are are the gold standard but i want to hear it so dana this this is this is what dana sells so what what do you think is the secret to this i mean dnc have been um i mean they're not always number one but they're they're a standard right so so what, what why are they successful i think the biggest thing is you know max hit on a little bit is they, they have terrific pedigree i mean john dennis has been with us Sports anchor on Channel Seven yeah, for seven, yeah. twenty-five yeah. years before he came into this. Remember when he used to have the hair slicked back on the? Yeah, he did the Gordon yeah, Gecko thing. He's, yeah, he's a wild so. man, and so you know, and, and then just the, the test of time. These guys have been around for a long time. They've seen a lot. They know. They know the Boston sports. They know the history behind it. And like you said, with, with the Flake whenever there's a real serious sports story. People come to WEI because they know that's really the, the, where they get the credible information. Those totally guys, true. they really, right. and whether it be sports or even um, current events, I mean, th- if there's something big happening, the 9 11 bombings when they were on the air, you listen to the back. I was listening to them terrific. when it happened. Yeah, they, they these guys are right on it. That's where they thrive. I mean, when there's something serious happening in the city or in the world, I mean, you got to listen to those guys because they, they're right if, on top of it. If you actually listen to that 9 11 tape, it, it, some people did not acquit themselves very well at that moment. Right. Howard Howard Stern was kind of uh, those guys did an incredibly good job. They were right on it. They really, really did, and and that I mean that that is a real test. It really is, and then and John Dennis to me is probably the best interviewer in the in the city. I mean, mm-hmm. he, he conducts an interview really well. I mean, obviously, uh, Kirk did a terrific job with Brady that day, but in and out every day. I love listening to John Dennis interview people, and that's when I say that you know I love all three shows. I think mm-hmm. that they've all transformed through the years having Glenn back is is terrific for the radio station you know he's mm-hmm. obviously an icon in the in the industry um, and I believe Dale and Michael in the afternoon have have really stepped it up as well with the addition of Jerry Thornton I, I think Thornton's is uh, I tune in just for Thornton yeah so so Jerry Thornton the, the former stand-up comic right or still stand-up comic yeah Barstool right? sports, sports guy sports guy, Barstool yeah. sports guy. I and, really wish uh, he, he hung on for the 30 million dollar payout <laughs> yeah. What about for your for your female listenership? Because because I actually do listen to Toucher and Rich while I'm taking a shower in the mornings. Sorry, um, and, oh. and he knows this. We've talked about it before. And I think so. So I think for hard news sports, for sure, EI is where you need to be. But I do think that Toucher and Rich offer um, sort of a. Um, listenership that's that's more accessible in some it's, ways, it, and it, in, and and so there's. A, you're gonna accuse her of being a pinkhead. No, 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 I'm not. No, I'm accessible, not. accessible. I think means super. I think the euphemism for superficial. Okay. Their so, their, so, their sports knowledge is about a quarter that, of an inch deep. Right. Fair enough. Okay. But that's so, not the BL. So and I, and I don't actually opinion. I don't actually disagree with that because. I, I have tired of it, and I can say that after listening to them for some time and, and getting more knowledgeable myself, that it becomes exhausting listening to them doing the same shticks over and over and over again without any substance. But um, there is a woman, Amy Lawrence, I think I've told you about her, oh, that is her. really early, and she's like major early when I have like early meetings and I'm listening to her. She, she's she's the, she took um, she took DA, on she took DA's spot on CBS. No, on CBS. CBS. Well, so she took um, she took DA's. Oh yeah, spot. Her. she's from Boston. Um, is, is she, she really? See, yeah. I didn't even know that. But Framingham. So I find her um, she's excellent. She's terrific. And, and she's um, she's smart and she's funny. I and believe she's, she's on the cover of The Improper this week or last week. Is she really? Yeah. I had no idea she was from Boston. Yeah. But so I guess I want to understand and appreciate, do you guys consider female listenership? And is there something, are you guys working towards trying to gain more female listenership? Is that something that's even like a thought? What was the last female host? <laughs> no, that's no, the fabulous sports babe. The, the, yeah. the babe, yeah. We've tried a lot of different things, and, you know, it's it's really difficult to get that. I mean, and if you're in sports radio, it's really hard. So we, we've tried a number of different things, and I don't think it's as simple as just hiring a female no, sports anchor. Right. You know, it's just... It's just the nature of the, the program. But I, I will say that over the last, since my, I've been there over the last 12 years, 
our female listenership has increased, and I believe it's due mostly because of the women's professional sports that come in. Yes. And it's, you know, taken, so more people are more involved, more interested. And you look yes. at Fenway Park, not the Pink Hats, but just, if you watch at Fenway Park, more and more groups of women are going to the game. Well, definitely. You know, yeah, so, absolutely. So I believe that's what's helped with listenership on sports radio, but... Um, and you've been really supportive of WISE, right? We both yeah, integrated WISE Women in Sports in Boston, which I, I sit on the board of, and, like, you've been awesome with us. Yeah, and, and I know that the producers, the producers as well, like, whenever there's a female on the line that wants to voice an opinion, they're yeah. always want to get them on that's the true. air for us, because that's when you start, that's how you gain listenership, is by hear, women hearing other women, not being yes. uh, intimidated to call, to talk about this, voice their opinion. Um, so we try and do that as much as possible. Yeah, it, it happens. It's probably one out of every ten calls or something. But usually, when a, when there's a female call, calling, it sounds unusual just because okay, here, it's a female voice. You don't normally right. hear that on sports radio. But on EEI, I think it, it's typically an educated fan. It's, right. it's well, not well, just somebody saying, ah, "I love Pedroia. He's so cute." You know. But, 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 this, but this, well, uh, two things. This season, with, with political season, women are calling in to voice political uh, views. Yes. That's a, but I also think that that Toucher and Rich and and Sports Hub really does a disservice to women when they do that pink hat thing. I agree. Trying to, rid, just trying to ridicule women who who don't know anything about sports or going to the games, and they, they they pluck people out of the people coming out and and try to make them feel like they or make them look like they they know nothing. So you know, they so, don't know. You know, so what though? No, but it's so no, what. But, but it's Dave, comedy but the, but the truth is, is arguably anybody you, walking around look. So, so I think that there's a I think there's a spectrum of of fan, even irrespective of gender, and if you ask true. any drunk guy oh, who's got it's... like some green hat on, I mean, it, it doesn't matter. Look, I think pink hat is funny. Like it's super, super funny because funny. when you it. ask I think it's stupid. when you ask someone what the what the shape of the field is and they tell you circle. I mean, That's, you know, yeah. like, look, it's funny. It's it's super funny. But what I will say is if, that if I went to the so BSO and, and and they asked me like who, whether it was like Mozart and Tchaikovsky, but boy, right. I would have a hard time. Right. So I mean, so, I think so they what, don't agree to the interview. But I think what, but, but, I think what Max I'm, is saying. I'm just walking out. I'm just walking out. Of the, right. they, they, they take these people who are walking yes. out. They're, when you go to a Red Sox game, you're not saying. I am now an expert in that's this right. thing. You're just saying, I am enjoying going to this event. So that's what I love about what you're saying is that, and, and I think you would probably agree with this too, Dana, that like, you know, the thing that makes the Red Sox so amazing and the fabric that runs through the city, sports in general, is that it's it's like this, this you anybody can go. It doesn't matter. You don't have to be qualified, right? And there's a spectrum of people. Perfect. Um, Absolutely right. But I do think, to me... So Sports Hub holds a, a, a great place in my heart as, as when I first started listening to sports radio. But I graduated, and I think when you graduate to wanting to understand the real issues Dana, behind... Dana, it's okay. It's going to be okay. We're going to get this, we've talked this about together. When you, want, <laughs> when you want hard sports news and you want something that actually is articulate and, and you've become informed... I'm bored now, I, and I'm frankly, and I don't mind saying that now, even if. Let me take counterpoint. Let me take counterpoint. Dan, you don't have to do this. I'm gonna do your work. I'm gonna do your work for you, Max. We're up against it's the clock here. So no, no, no. I, I'm gonna make my point quickly. If you want music, listen to a music station. All right. Yeah. Go, go, go and do that. If you want sports, listen to EEI. If you want somebody who wants to talk about music, but is forced to talk about sports. Go to Toucher and Rich because every single excuse they have to talk about Kiss or ACDC right. or, right. or the Eagles or any, they they'll do it right. because you could tell that's what they want to do. Yeah. I know, but, but I you think... know what? They can't do it because they have a different format now. That's true. So don't listen. And they are no, I don't. All right. Well, a lot I, of people. I, I toggle between EEI. And when, once Cars for Kids comes on, because I, I'm sorry, Dana, <laughs> I but I can't stand it. I can't do it. I can't do it. Dana, I can't do it anymore. I'm sorry. I I, I'm no, dis- no I, I will talk, often. I'll toggle over and listen to why I'm supposed to buy Winston Roses for my wife. I'd be, honey, don't listen to this. I know. I got you. I know. I know. No, no. It's, it's B-U-R. Nancy needs B-U-R-N. something more than pajama grams. She's gorgeous. So wait, I, so just to yes. a, a very brief rebuttal. It's not even that I think Touch Earners is such a great show, but I think you're you're uh, sort of skating past a, um, a concept that's important in radio, and that's that deep sports knowledge is not necessarily why you want to listen. I think you want to listen because you if if you have feel some connection with the host and you feel like they're your family. Like, I, I grew up listening to, uh, like, who'd you grow up listening to, Dana? Yeah. Like, in the morning, like, who did you listen to? Dale Dorman. Dale Dorman, sure, and, on uh, Kiss One Away, right? Uh, Maynard, Dave Maynard. 
They've, they've made, yeah, God rest his soul. Yeah, WBZ, he just passed my away. Dad, right? yeah. I'm glazing over here. I have yeah. no idea. No, it's b- before your time, but I used to listen to Charles. Charles Mark, oh, I love Charles. Uh, Ch- Charles and, and Tank and... Um, and then Mark Parento. And Mark Parento. And those guys, they were my boys. Legends. I felt, yeah, I felt like I knew them. Yeah. And, the Big Mattress. And the Big Mattress. And they're just, I grew up in upstate New York. We listened to Cows Moo in the morning. <laughs> no, but I'm just saying, oh, like, like, you listen to who you think are your guys. And, like, I love listening to Mikey Adams. I don't think he has deep sports knowledge. I, half the time he doesn't know what he's talking about. But he's he's funny as hell. And he, and he, he loves his sports. And... Um, when I used to listen to Touch Me Rich, it wasn't so much because the sports knowledge, because it was a well-produced show. They had bits. They had funny stuff that they put on, you know, and they, they were old radio guys. They knew how to do it. Um, but, you know, so, Max, don't listen. Fine. They I, don't I, want I, your business. They, they have gotten, like, it, it is at the point where Adolfo but, is, is like, the primary focus of their shows. Like, Fred is just angry and unintelligible when he speaks about a lot of things even like the other day he made me it was i was so angry he was talking about he always talks about these terrible trips that he takes like these um how his plane flights end up screwed up and whatever and he was like literally i think he was talking about either frontier or spirit airlines and just not talking don't take those airlines just like but but he's not talking intelligently about what they are how they're structured and like just do the research like don't then just like get angry at someone he gets angry at rich and wallach all the time because he doesn't even done his research and he's just this sort of like spewing and that makes me when you're coming from a place where you're just like making stuff up it, it to the intelligent viewer reader listener it de- whatever it gets very irritating it dep- it de- right? I mean I just that. think I mean I think you know it's the old thing with Howard Stern it's like half the people listen to him because they love him half the people hate him but they still listen because they just want to hear what he's going to say next yeah. if you care about that group of people you will listen like how many times have you listened to a morning show where they end up talking about the intern like the, the intern yeah. came in the other day and you know he was. He looked like crap, and somebody should send him home. I think he's hungover, and they keep talking about it. And you're driving in your car, and 20 minutes later, you're like, "Why do I care about this?" Yeah, answer? Right. But but but, if it's, but, this, but but so Touch and Rich don't have anything that's so edgy that you have to listen to about it. And Adolfo, that that that, that joke's been played way too many times. It was yeah. funny for a while. I like the whole Curtis thing. That that that, that that's yeah. kind of interesting on DNC, yeah. and the, the Mita Perel thing was good. Yeah. It, so I don't know. Uh, I don't miss Mita Perel. I Sorry. do miss Mita Perel. I, I like that guy. All right, you know what? Let's t- <laughs> let's take a break. We're gonna let Dana talk a little more on the other side. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> we, we, should really, we should really get a guest for this episode. Got, like top top business guy from W E I. We'll be right back with. Dana Panapinto, and we'll talk more about EI Sports, and maybe we'll let him get in a few words. <laughs> Stay with us. Stay with us on the Boston Podcast. Hello, everybody. This is Jimmy Tingle, and you are listening to the Boston Podcast. Yes, Monica. You could use that. I hope this is something you can share with the rest of the class here because we are back. <laughs> we are back yes. on the Boston Podcast. Toby Panapinto recommends Did. that you stand with your shoulders in your back pockets so that you can be in alignment. She owns Uptown Body in Cape Cod. You were referring to our guest's better half, yes. I, guess, I presume. Yes. So we're here with we're here with Dana Panapinto, who's the director of sports sales at WEEI. Am I getting it right? Panapinto. Yes. I, no, I right right like, okay. Is that what, what is sports sales? What is, is it? Yeah, what, what, like, Sponsorship. Like, so whenever you listen to a Red Sox game and you get an annoying commercial, come on, that's what we do. <laughs> okay, so, so it's selling, it's selling time during the, during the sports yes. properties that you, uh, yeah. you guys have. So Patriots Monday, Patriots Friday, Red yeah. Sox baseball, any of our play-by-play or Patriots stuff. Got it. Boom shakalaka. I have Tom Brady saying boom shakalaka in that um, that <laughs> fantasy sports. That wasn't you, obviously. That was like a what was that? DraftKings or something? Anyways, so um, so I, let me let me uh, go uh, ahead, Matt. Don't, don't mean to interrupt the, the host here, but what do you? Th- I know this is not your property, but what do you think of the whole replacement of Orsillo by Dave O'Brien, who was who was uh, yeah. recently a EEI guy and now becoming a. Uh, a a uh, an Essen guy. Dave is one of my favorites. I mean, I think the whole situation was mishandled terribly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you know, if you're going to replace Don Osillo with anyone, it's going to be Dave O'Brien because Dave's he, amazing. He truly is probably yeah. the best television broadcaster in the country. Mm. And so Don has nothing to be ashamed of being replaced by Dave O'Brien. It was mishandled, but I think it was a great choice, and Dave will do a terrific job for them. 
and we recently hired a new Neverett. guy. Tim Neverett, yeah. From, oh, from, from where? Nashua, New Hampshire? Nashua, New Hampshire. Go yeah. Purple Panthers. And we're really excited to have him. He's uh, a local guy. He's looking at this at his, as his dream job, coming home. Oh, I bet. His last stop in... in so so he and Kostick are going to be together? Yes. Yeah. Okay, yeah. on the radio. Yeah. On, on he was recently at the, with the Pittsburgh Pirates the last eight years. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And he's uh, he's really good. We're really excited to have him. As much as we love Dave O'Brien, um, you know, he did have some commitments with ESPN, so we had to miss some games. So right. Tim will be available for all 160 two games so i've always liked orsillo but i would I, but even i was surprised at the outpouring of um you know support for him when it was revealed that they were they were going to let him go um because he was always the uh you know he was the foil he was the straight man to to remy's to Remy, right. shenanigans um but he did a nice job and he and people forget i mean he came in um replacing sean mcdonough Is that yeah that right yeah, yeah yeah so um uh, I was just, I just, uh, a, a quick aside, I was just, my, my dad just turned 75, and so I, I for uh, his birthday, I compiled a, a video of, like, shots of, like, uh, him playing catch with me and stuff, but with Red Sox famous um, uh, moments, and one of them was Tom Brunanski's catch in 1990 to, to clinch the AL East, and Sean McDonough's call, and that was just awesome, yeah, he was, he was yeah. like, Brunanski! Yeah. And um, that, that's I'm, I, I miss him. He was such a talent, you yeah, know. Sure. McDonough, McDonough's for great. for a while, I could not distinguish McDonough from Orsillo. They do sound the same they, a little bit, do. yeah. 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 Um, but uh, but Ur- Ursillo was great. O'Brien is a, a, an extreme talent. He's yeah. a pro, yeah. And Castig is is kind of the sound of the summer. Yeah. He, 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 like he sounds like summer. Oh yeah. 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 So I look forward to it this yeah. year. It'll be good again. Yeah. Three and two now. Swing and a pop up. Yeah, yeah, this is uh, <laughs> right. Yeah, Pedro Garcia. Uh, in the off season, he likes to do macrame. Isn't that interesting? <laughs> um, but that's what baseball radio is. That's really so, how, is how, how, uh, go ahead. You want to go? Vince Scully. Yes. What do you think? <laughs> uh, he's terrific. I mean, he's a little past his time, but he's terrific. And it's funny you, you asked about Vince Scully because before. Um, Dave O'Brien took this job. He was actually offered the job in L.A. Is that right? And he turned it down to stay in Boston because he felt so strongly about being home here and, and doing that. So, as long as we're playing this game, let's do our, our Mount Rushmore yes. broadcasters. Oh, okay. all right. Uh, let, let me, let me, I'm going to do an invitation, and you let me know if you know him. Johnny Most. Oh, I know who you're going to. Michael Jack Schmidt with his 21st yeah. home run of the year. Mickey Morandi. Mickey um, Morandi. So Harry Callis. Harry Callis. My favorite of all time. Yeah, yeah. really. So I was a I was a kid being raised in upstate New York. I was a huge Phillies fan. Like my my room was a shrine to the really? Phillies. Mike Schmidt, Steve Carlton, Greg Luzinski. I mean, I had posters all over my room. That's that's all I cared about. And 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 beer cans not being knocked over. <laughs> Didn't he take over for uh, John Facenda on NFL Films? Harry, Harry, he did it. He, he, did, he, yeah. he absolutely did. He did yeah. NFL Films films for a while. And I used to, um, after dusk, I could get those those um, uh, broadcasts. Yeah. And I used to go to bed. My parents would put me to bed, and I would listen to the game. until t- They didn't know this. Right. But I would listen to the game all night. That's cool. And um, is he, He's departed? Oh, he's, yeah, yeah, he's yeah. gone. What, so uh, give us one, Dana, one or whatever, however many you want Fred Cusick, I have to put on there. Oh yeah, Fred is yeah. you know he's a Cape Cod guy. Yeah. Oh, is that right? Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. He was in he was in West Barnstable, and um, the first radio job I had, he was uh, in Falmouth, WCIB. He was the sports mm-hmm. uh, caster, and he had a he never came to the station. He had a studio in his home, and he'd do it right from he'd wake up, put his pajamas on, and <laughs> and he'd broadcast do the morning sports every day. So I, in an early age, had a real affinity for. Fred Cusick, and then listening to the Bruins, I loved them. Did you get to meet him later? Yeah, many times. Oh, you did? Okay. And he was the, the host of Tucker Anthony, so we were affiliated with the Tucker Anthony Golf Tournament at the okay. Club, so we, uh, I get to know him in really yeah, him, later years. I wasn't a huge hockey guy, but when I when I did tune in, it like I, you expected to hear his voice calling the good, the, the score! score! And, yeah. just, and just, just a very distinctive, right. joyous voice. Um, my version of that would probably be uh, Gil Santos. I Gil mean, Santos, Gil Santos yeah. just, I mean... And um, to me, it was so appropriate for the first time the Patriots won the Super Bowl for him to call. I, I can it still will give me the chills to go back and listen to him calling yeah. Vinatieri's field goal, and um, and then Gino in the back, not exactly uh, textbook broadcasting, but just kind of <laughs> cheering, going, "Yeah, oh, right, we won!" <laughs> it's better than Zolak. Yeah, and I don't know. I, what you guys, like so. I don't know about you guys, but I, at the end though, with Gill, I felt bad because I mean he was. 
clearly in the last couple of years he lost his fastball and I feel it never bad. ends well you know yeah. um, I remember um, Dan Shaughnessy wrote a column about the Red Sox letting Ned Martin go and and saying in the whole tech tone of the column was oh great the Red Sox they're a terrible team and what do they do they fire the announcer way to go the guy who has been so loyal to you but he clearly wasn't a guy Shaughnessy was probably sitting in the press box most of the game if you listen to Ned Martin he would it would be a ground ball to like uh, the Red Sox shortstop and he'd mention the name of the opposing shortstop right and it's like you know it, it I think the same thing happened with Phil Rizzuto and maybe yep. maybe even with Scully now and so yeah Ralph Kiner Ralph Kiner yep like good all right how about at one point Ralph Kiner uh I think this is shortly before they, they pulled him off the air. He, he said uh, he was announcing the lineup that was about to hit the next for, for the next half inning going into commercial. He said Guerrero, Martinez, and and uh, and, and, uh, and 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 uh, Martin. Not exactly a law firm name, is it? And then <laughs> Did he say that? he said that? And, and I think they're like, oh, well, what do what do we do about that? Uh, um, I don't know. I just thought so. That reminded me of uh, Jerry Trupiano. Um, his line was uh, way back. It, it, well, yeah, the way back. But then he'd also be, you know, like and and so Troy O'Leary uh, draws a walk on just four pitches, ties a record held by many. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. How about on a national uh, level? As long as we're playing, sure. Uh, you want me to go first? Absolutely. Go first. Well, I'll, I'm going to take the obvious. We're talking all sports. Doesn't matter. Doesn't yeah. Matter. So my favorite guy is Al Michaels. I'm going to play the, the clip. Now, uh, Dan, if you want to pick up the yeah, pants just to get in the mood here. That's what it is. I... Pass is intercepted at the goal line by Malcolm Butler. Unreal. <laughs> and I laugh because... When he said unreal, I, I just remember him. He called Dave Henderson's home run in 86, and he said, unbelievable. And so um, I, he's my favorite of all time. And I, I got to meet him once, and um, we were talk. I asked him about the uh, 1980 U.S. hockey team, and I said, will, will we ever see anything like that again? And Never. he said, he said no. He said, just, just think about it realistically. I mean, you know, height of the Cold War. Uh, our amateur athletes against what were essentially their professional athletes and um, and uh, you know that put him on the map do you believe in miracles but and I said to him uh, but I remember you for that Dave Henderson call and he was like I remember that game what a game that was so, yeah anyway so who else we got we'll round it up and then we'll we'll, we'll switch gears always loved Brent Musburger yeah, yeah. I, I really have I mean, and and I, I mean he's a Hall of Fame broadcaster yeah. he really is yeah, I, and, and do you remember the days when the entirety of what you could learn about the NFL was relegated to a half hour before kickoff on on on, uh, on Sunday. Yep. It was twelve thirty. It was Irv Cross, Jimmy <laughs> the Greek, Brent Musburger, and I, there was uh, Phyllis. What was her name? Oh yeah, um, uh, Phyllis George. Phyllis George. Is that her name? Yeah, yeah. Um, and if you wanted to, know, and there was absolutely no way in the world I would ever miss that show. Yeah. Yeah. Now was it called now Inside the NFL or uh, no, was, uh, the NFL shows and you could get NFL content twenty four hours a day, yeah. seven days a week. Paul McGuire um, was on there as well. Sometimes. Was he on Paul McGuire with their mustache? Yeah. But but to, but Musburger to me had this kind of credibility yeah. at that mm-hmm. point, and he really meant sports journalism. At, and at least Bob Costas to me. Uh, like Costas has a similar yeah. similar vibe, yeah. Demeanor. So what? Yeah, the the knock on those panel shows now is first of all the panel keeps getting bigger, like you know six person panel. Yes, yeah, they all try to out pocket square each other. I mean that, that's yeah. that's the game. And then they they crack at it. They laugh way too hard at each other's jokes. I don't know, Dana. What do you think about that whole phenomenon? The, the growing, Just yeah, it's a I little think much or what? Yeah, as Max just mentioned, I think it's crazy the way you can get so much information, so many different places. It's just everything's so diluted right now. I like the days when you could get you to go to source for all your information and you, you could believe it and it was credible, and they weren't trying to scoop each other and you know, the yeah. next best story, whether that's real or not real. And so Mel Allen this week in baseball. Right. Remember? Oh my Mel God. Allen. Yeah. Remember when, instead of seeing all the baseball you wanted all the time, you, Mel Allen. You had that, hour. You could cut that, that. that hour. And, 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 and Peter Gammon's baseball notes. Those are the two. Yep. 
go-to things. Yeah, I remember it. taking pride in the, the opening to This Week in Baseball with these slow-motion shots of just great plays. And Fred Lynn was one of the guys yeah. catching. It might have even been if your team he, showed up on this week in baseball. Oh my God! It was that huge. was huge. Yeah. If one of the players that you that, that you that you followed. Yeah. I mean, when I was yeah. a Phillies fan, if like like Manny Trio or like Larry Bowe was on that show, I was I, I was elated. It's the same thing with it's like the pride. Bo- it's the yep. same thing with the box scores. It's like the the bo- like you, you, we don't love box scores like we used to because you used to go open up the paper and you like now you know everything before you read it exactly. Yeah. You, you know the night before and all that. Um, so, but Dana, you um, being so uh, intertwined with the you know the the convergence of like uh, you know business and sports, you, you've had these moments over the the uh, you know the past you know decade plus and just the, the golden era of Boston sports, right? Yeah. Give us a few moments of like, have there been moments where you your job has taken you to places where you've 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 uh, been in interesting spots with the Sox or the the Patriots? Or yeah, whatnot? there's all, so many of them over yeah. through the years, but I'll tell you just two quick stories that always stand out to me. And I like moments where you say like, wow, this is what I'm doing. This is what I this is my job. This is mm-hmm. my life. This is what it's all about. And the first one was after the 07 World Series in Colorado. Went out to Colorado and um, for the final game, Game Four, and. Didn't even check into the hotel. Left my, flew in late. Left my stuff at the front desk. Took a car over to the to the stadium. Then went to the after party afterwards. And we're walking in, and just coincidentally, Maroon Five happened to be playing that oh, night. Yeah. And they were having, and we were at the Palm, where they, where they had the after mm-hmm. party. And they happened to be having dinner. And they said, "What's going on here? Like you're clearing all the furniture out of this room." Um, and they said, "Well, the the Red Sox going to have their celebration here after." So they said, "Do you mind? Can we stay?" So they went to their their tour truck. The tour bus, yeah. and they grab their guitars. No way. <laughs> yeah. I mean, now hold on. Now just back up a second. So you get as uh, being with the EI, you get to go to the the Red Sox party after this. Yeah. This is their, their party. This is their party. Yeah. This is oh their, their celebration. So all the players all right, are there. Yeah. Max, and, we're in the wrong business. Yeah. yeah. It, it was really cool. And and then uh, Maroon Five decides we're going to do an acoustic set. So they get up no there way. and they're, they're doing five songs. And uh, you know, you get Kurt Schilling up there singing "We Are the Champions" oh, with Maroon Five, and then mm. the real cool part happened after we went went into the kitchen, and you know, Adam Levine was the lead singer, sure. two or three weeks out of rehab, and we're in the kitchen of the Palms Restaurant, passing around a bottle of champagne, <laughs> talking about his conquest with Jessica Simpson. it was crazy. God, so it was like, something great. I'll never forget. It's funny because three weeks ago we were talking about Dave's conquest with Jessica Simpson. Sure, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. And then the second then one was um, after the the Celtics won their championship with Garnett and Pierce, um, they invited us to ride in the duck boat. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah. So uh, I was on one of the duck boats, That's and I happened to be in the back, and of course. Who shows up on the front page of the Herald in a duck boat? You. Was me. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> and, and I listened to the... Who was in your duck boat? It was mostly all media people. Um, and why they had this, we were like right behind uh, Pierce and Garnett had the trophy and the duck boat ahead of us. So I'm, I'm there. And the next morning, I'm listening to Dennis and Callie, and I'm hearing him say, like... So tell me about this five eight white guy that the Celtics oh, no. signed. Like we never, we didn't see him play. What, what happened? Because they were just bummed out or pissed off that they weren't invited to be on the duck boat. Oh, that's and funny. here I am on the duck boat. <laughs> oh, and they knew they knew who they were. Yeah, they, they, yeah, they, they, they saw it. Yeah, yeah okay, they're yeah. like, who's this five eight guy? That, <laughs> white guy that's on a duck boat. It's got to be. That's great. Yeah. So those are two things that really stand that's out to awesome. me. Is like some fun stories but there are many times where I just have to sit back you know whether it be just a phone call from one of the, the guys that leaves a message for me and I'm like wow this, you know Dave Ortiz just called and he's leaving this message for me or this one is calling mm. and so it's um, you know and it's just it's exciting it's fun so um, you got five minutes left Dana absolutely alright you want to you do the, the five minute drill sure do I have to finish this entire thing at Bourbon before we leave Max Yes. It's like, well, you know, this is the big one, so I don't know. We'll see. All right. Well, we'll uh, take a quick break. You want to take a quick come break? Come back on the other side, do the five minute drill. Okay. <laughs> do you have to go to the bathroom? I Fine. just did. All right. Well, <laughs> all right. We're going to take a quick break. And we'll come back with a brief segment, which will just tie all this stuff together with Dana Panapinto from WEEI. Stay with us on the Boston Podcast. This is Deb Curran with O'Brien Levine Court Reporting. You're listening to the Boston Podcast. So good. A little fast, though. Was she a little fast? I talk fast. Do it one more time. Ready? 
This is Deb Curran with O'Brien Levine Court Reporting. You're listening to the Boston Podcast. Okay. Still a little fast. And welcome back to the Boston Podcast. I'm your host, David Yes, alongside the lovely and talented Monica Singh and the slightly less lovely and talented Max Perlman. Uh, and here we are with uh, just a terrific guest. We've been having fun, and he's been uh, such a good sport. I feel like we're on like hour three know, of the marathon <laughs> podcast. Been here. <laughs> and Dana. Dana Penapinto from uh, WEEI is the director of sports sales over there. So we're talking sports, we're talking the business of sports, we're talking all kinds of things. But it is time now, ladies and gentlemen, for one of your favorite segment on the Boston Podcast. It's the five-minute drill. Now, Dana, if you haven't heard this, you might want to put on the headphones because I worked really hard on this intro. That's right. <laughs> here, it, here it is, the five-minute drill. The five-minute drill. Time is very precious to me. Put that coffee down. It's about honor. It's about respect. In any fight, it's the guy who's willing to die who's going to win that itch. You were meant to be here tonight. Either you're somebody or you're nobody. Don't give up. Don't ever give up. That's right. So we hope Dana's ready for the five-minute drill and the latest... That intro is unbelievable. It, 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 it gets fired up, doesn't it? Yeah. Come on. I mean, geez. Well, you know, you want me to keep the clock here? If, if, if only there was someone here that was a higher up in sports radio that might want to hire me. <laughs> well, what are we talking about here? All right. You got five minutes on the, the clock. Whole, I'm getting you better if you don't hurt me. The whole thing, this is all an audition tape. This is a continuous audition tape for Dave Yaz. All right. So, uh... You ready, Max? Five clock. minutes on the clock. And let's let's go. go. All right, I'll begin. Um, Dana, <laughs> really? <you're, laughs> I know, right? Dana, uh, your favorite thing to to eat or drink at a ball game? Pizza and beer. All right, fair enough. Uh, Max. Okay. You're driving down to a Sox Yankees game. You have one CD in your car mm. that you can listen to the whole way down, the whole way back. What is it? Counting Crows. Yes. So so Dana has this sorry, I'm gonna interrupt the game to tell a story. Um, Dana has this very unique talent of being able to guess the set list for concerts. Wow. And it's and it's it's uncanny. It's like so spot on. Like he'll he'll be like, This is what they're gonna play in order and it's like it it bleeds across all kinds of genres. Yeah. Did you go to Bruce? Yes. yes. No, I, I didn't go in Boston, Madison I went in New York, Madison Square Garden, yeah. Oh, okay. I've always wanted to see him in New York and I was on business and I happened to have a connection to Madison Square Garden, so I wanted to see him. All right. Monica, back to the game. Oh, yeah, Your sorry. question, please. Back to the game. Um, I would like to know what you think is the most efficient exercise if you have 30 minutes and you're traveling as a young business professional. Push-ups, sit-ups. For women? Planks. Okay. Planks, yes. Yeah. Right. Sit-ups, fine. Push-ups are They're great. kind of tough for me. But uh, who's your favorite Red Sox center fielder of all time? Center fielder. Oh, that's a good one. Mm. I said favorite, not necessarily the greatest. Just mm. your favorite. What do you... I don't know if I have a favorite center fielder. I, like I said, Dwight's my guy. Okay, but he's a right fielder. We'll yeah. accept that. How about this? How about who's your, who's your favorite... Um, uh, Red Sox unsung hero or, or scrub or unlikely hero. Butch Hobson. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Butch Hobson. You remember when? He, and Rich Gedman. Oh, Getty. Yeah. Uh, Walt Reniak ruined his swing. Otherwise, he could have been a perennial all-star. Is it Butch FedEx Hobson? Yeah. Uh, excuse <laughs> me. Yeah. Before that incident, he was one of the toughest outs. Uh, that's not true. He was one of the toughest third basemen in the yeah. league. He had 30 home runs from the nine hole one year. You remember that? Yeah. He had 30 home. And he used to manipulate the elbow chips in his in his uh, in his elbow. That's where your elbow chips would be. <laughs> Bone chips in his elbow, um, so he could swing. Tough bastard. All right, Max. With the risk of being pigeonholed as a music guy, which I'm not, but uh, Billy Joel or Bruce Springsteen. Oh, oh that's a really so hard. But that's hard. Right? I'll go with Bruce. Oh. Why? His show was a legendary. I mean, he's 66 years old. He just played three hours and 20 minutes in, in Madison Square Garden. Yeah. So, it's the energy level. I think you can't go wrong with Bruce. We're gonna get a lot of postcards from Long Island. You know that. I love Billy. Base, I love base that answer. Yeah. Okay. I love Billy Joel. I've seen him probably eight to ten times. I saw Bruce for the first time, and I've never seen I got to admit, I was blown away. I got to yeah. admit, I, I 
coming out of there, I was saying that might have been the best show I ever saw. Yeah, really? And, and, yeah, yeah, and he's obviously, I mean, better sorry, Bruce, thing? but he's past his perfect. David Coverdale. Better than that. Rocked it better than that night. That night I spent with Air Supply. Just touching. All right, Monica, you got a question. I want to know what you're thinking about the Celtics because they've been on a winning streak. The Celtics, I love. I mean, I love the way they're playing. You know, young team, exciting, no stars. Brad Stevens is the biggest star on the team. Yeah. You know, so I just love watching these guys. I'm curious to see what they do at the trading deadline. I think they're going to make some moves. I do you really they, think that's what they're going to do? Yeah, I think they'll make some moves. I hope Danny doesn't completely blow it up but um, and give away his draft picks. So they have three first-round draft picks. So they have, their future is bright. I mean, I think they'll be the next Boston team to win a championship. Wow. Really? Yeah. It's yeah. a bold statement. Yeah. Coming from the Panapinto era yeah. that yeah. we know that's right. brings championships to the city of Boston. <laughs> All right, I'm that was my set halfway podcast voice. Okay, is it my turn? It's my turn, right? All right, I'm heading. It's su- always your turn. I'm heading. <laughs> I'm gonna get a tattoo that says that it's always my turn. It's it's not my birthday, but I got my name on the cake. Um, it's, uh, it's a rap lyric. I hope you got it, Max. Here's my question: <laughs> Greatest uh, favorite uh, Saturday Night Live cast member of all time? Eddie Murphy. I like Eddie Murphy. He- Giving you the correct time on that. You can't argue with that one. Can't I mean, argue he's, with he's in Cooperstown. Yeah, Eddie Murphy. Yeah. He really is, yeah. First yeah. ballot. First ballot. First ballot. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, and that's who we grew up with, really. Right. Like Eddie Eddie and, and you know, Joe Piscopo just rode on his coattails. But yeah. um but um he he carried that show on his back. He I mean, sure it, did. Was, it was unbelievable. And it's so sad to see did you see him on the reunion show? No, I didn't. It was just awkward. They they, they he had some bit planned and apparently there was a, a he was gonna play Bill Cosby. Oh, and right. at the yeah, and at the last minute he said I can't do it I can't do it to, to Bill Cosby. You got one minute left, by the way. Alright, you're up, Max, go. Um, most fulfilling professional moment. Oh, that's a good one. Uh, most fulfilling professional moment. I think probably we have a, a big deal with the Shaws. And getting that, they went through a lot of turmoil. They had a sale, and uh, they're up something sponsored, the largest sponsor in the broadcast. And getting that deal redone was a huge challenge. I think doing that was probably most fulfilling. All right, Monica. Um, what makes November Project so special and so significant in your life? What's November Project? Let's. Let's it's a free fitness it. movement that you know a bunch of people get together on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, and they go work out and. It's, uh, it's the community that I love. I love the, the camaraderie that it brings and the fact that you know you got a, a five or 600 people showing up at Harvard Stadium on a Wednesday morning running up and down the stadium stairs and encouraging each other. It's a, it's a great way to get a great workout with a lot of really good people that are non-judgmental, just having fun and just there to, cool. uh, to work out. I've been known to join the Harvard Stadium stairs. I need to get back involved. How do we sure find out about that? November Project? Yeah. Uh, go to their website or Facebook, November Project Boston. Just yeah. Google November Project. Google November yeah. Project. They're or show up at 5.30 or 6.30 on Wednesday, Wednesday mornings. Wednesday mornings, yeah. They're on, they're on 26 oh. different cities right now. They yeah. just opened a, a unit in uh, Iceland. Are they sponsored by New Balance now? Or they're not sponsored by anybody. North I mean, Face? No. North Face has kind of got a loose connection with them, but they're really, it's, it's all about free fitness. And it's um, Brogan, Graham. Brogan, and Graham, and Boyan Mandarich. Yeah. Uh, two guys went to Northeastern. And they decided they made a commitment to each other. They're going to work out every day for 30 days in the month of November. And uh, they put on Facebook or Twitter that they were going to be doing this. Anyone wanted to join them. And two people joined them, and they were ecstatic. And then 10 people joined them. And like I said, now when you go to Harvard Stadium on a Wednesday morning, you'll have five, 600 people. It's kind of cool. All right. We're almost at time here. I have one more question. So you uh, grew up dreaming to become a broadcaster, and you came damn close in, in being on the business side of one of the most powerful sports radio stations in the country. What, here's my question for you. What is your favorite broadcasting sports call of all time? You know, uh, for, for that dramatic yeah. moment when the broadcaster has to... Has to do you have one? Yeah, absolutely. Tocas okay. Leon, ground ball, stabbed by four, <laughs> order first. Can you believe it? Can, can you believe <laughs> it's it? Be, the first, it? For the first time in 86 years. It was so important to me being, yep. like I said, you know, first year on the job, being able to be part of that after 86 years, uh, it was just an awesome moment. And hearing Joe Castiglione do that, I have a, a can opener at home, bottle opener at home that when every time I crack a bottle, Joe Castiglione's call. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. 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 So, and, and as he tells you, he, he put his daughter through Holy Cross with the proceeds from that bottle opener. And, yeah, really. Well, actually, Boston College. I think, was, Sarah Worley, we miss you, Holy Cross. Yeah, oh. but anyways, it was that that call will always be for me yeah. the the most memorable. 
Ground ball, stabbed by Folk. He underheads the first. Yeah. And the butt. Yeah. Close oh, behind. I, get, I get a little chills just thinking about Close it. Close behind it is one, the other one you mentioned earlier was uh, Al Michaels and Can You Believe It? Yeah. You do know, you believe in miracles? Yeah. yeah. Do you believe in miracles yeah. and. That would be mine. I was yeah. just thinking that because because um, Michael is such a smart guy. I don't know if he had it loaded and ready to go, but even if he did, it was still. I mean, how many times you hear it? Like he posed it as a question. Right. Do you? And then he answered his own question. Do you believe in miracles? And, yes. And yeah. every time you hear it, you can just see those guys throwing up their gloves. I know. Going to. Yeah. Arusioni. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. All right. Max, you got anything? You want to ask should, one more question? I think we should end on that. Okay, let's end on that. All right. Dana, thank you. This has been uh, more than a little bit of fun. This has been tremendous, talking to Dana Penapinto from WEEI. Um, what do you want to plug? Go to WEEI.com. And uh, what if you want to advertise on WEEI? There's probably information on the website, right? Absolutely. Or you can yeah. call me directly. Like All right, call me. Give out your number. 617-779-3514. And I'm, you know what, I guys? I'm really excited that you, none of you made fun of my Boston accent today. Because <laughs> we got We're known, that. We're known for making fun of Boston accent. Yeah, it's like, I expected it. No. You, Whenever they're looking for someone to go and do a commercial, they love a really bad Boston accent or a Kennedy. <laughs> they go, Dana, come on in here. Come to the studio. We need a really bad Boston accent. Mine comes out now and again, but we love Boston accent. We celebrate it. Max hates him because he thinks Ben Affleck has a fake Boston accent. Thank you, Dana. Join us next time on the Boston Podcast. Thank you.